and welcome again to Highly Questionable. This place is never more highly questionable than when we're joined by this man, Amin El Hassan. Uh, what do you like on the show today, Amin? Andre Iguodala telling us where Kevin Durant will not play next year. Sit on the back of your jacket. Dale, right. papi. Do you believe, Jeannie Boss, that the Lakers are in a really good place now? All right, let's hear from her. The NBA awards show that he hates so much, unreasonably, just hates the thing, was last night. And these are her first real public comments since everything that happened that was so messy with the Lakers. It was a surprise when Magic turned in his resignation. I didn't see that coming. But everything else has been, you know, pretty much like... You know, as, as as any organization moves forward and makes changes going into a new season. So as much as has been, has been speculated as what the Lakers are doing, it's, to me, we're in a really good place and we're following our path and our plan going into the next season. In my lifetime, the Lakers have never looked worse than they've looked recently where they don't have leadership and they're making mistakes big and small. But they're the way things look and the way they are. And even though you can quibble with whether or not they knew the salary cap enough to add a third piece that's a max player, what you can't quibble with is this. They've got two superstars. Anyone in the league would want those two superstars. It's hard to get two superstars. So for everything they've messed up, for as noisy as it's been, for as dysfunctional as it's seemed, they've still done what you have to do in the last couple of years. They've gotten two superstars. She's right. They're in a good place right now, Dan. But this is not the destination. This is merely the path. And what I mean by that is, yes, you have two superstars and everyone would kill to have those. But you still got to fill out the rest of that roster. And they're going to have their own set of difficulties in filling out that roster the right way. What I'm saying is they can easily mess this up. And you know why I know how? Because they already messed up the Anthony Davis deal by not having enough cap space afterward to go out and get a third max guy. Wait a second. You guys said they have two superstars? Yeah. That's right. The Union Brown. Uh, who else? Who else? Who is the other superstar? I only see one. Okay, he only sees one yeah. because he's an objective journalist and there's only one on that team. Does the Greek freak MVP increase your expectation? <laughs> Does the Greek freak in wait a second? Does Yanis MVP increase your expectation for him moving forward? All right, I hope they keep all of that in there. Uh, he was at this award ceremony last night. He got the MVP. He gives us another in a long line recently of guys getting emotional and being human when talking about their parents. And what I expect from him is that he continued to improve. I expect him to take that loss and be even better. I expect him to win multiple MVPs, and I expect him to dominate the league. That is something that seems like it's obvious. We'll see if he improves some, but all he needs to do is add a mid-range game off of his suffering, and everyone in that league is going to have problems for a decade. Dan, think about what you just said. You said he needs to add a mid-range game. To what? His already MVP resume? How much more valuable can the most valuable player be? But it's true. We saw glimpses of him adding that three-point shot in the playoffs when he's got time and his feet are set and he can dribble into it. He's making that shot, and that's the scariest development of them all. But are the expectations higher for him? No. But the expectations are higher for the Bucks now. Now they can't be anything but a title contender for the next three to five years because they have an MVP and he's only 24, Dan. That makes him one of the youngest MVPs of all time. So the Bucks, they won the MVP, mm-hmm. Coach of the Year, yeah. and Executive of the Year. That's right. Did they win the title? No, they didn't win. No, they didn't. Those are the only things they won. At worst, you know, that's the biggest win of the offseason. 
How panicked should the Knicks be about Andre Wadala's comments? They should be panicked that they're haunted, and they've been haunted for a really long time. They've been bad at basketball for longer than they've been good at basketball. And here's Andre Wadala saying that we're all going to be able to laugh at the Knicks in a little while because listen to what he says is going to happen. Uh, I think they'll both be back with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we all keep, we're like brothers. Wow. We keep in contact. Uh, regardless of any of that, uh, if both did decide to leave, they would still be my brother. I still keep in contact with them uh, as much as possible. And I uh, just wish the best for both of those guys. They come back full strength. You're crushing the Knicks fans uh, right here with this kind of... <laughs> nobody's, nobody's going to the Knicks. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody? Nobody's going to the Knicks. <laughs> See, here's what you need to know about Andre Iguodala. He is probably the biggest troll in the NBA. He enjoys pu pushing the buttons of people and making them uncomfortable. But the nixiest thing ever is not that the Kevin Durant wouldn't go there. No, Dan, the nixiest thing ever is if Kevin Durant does go there. Often an Achilles injury that he never fully recovers from and never <laughs> regains the heights that he saw before. Think about where the Knicks were earlier this season, where we seemed to think it was a foregone conclusion that a healthy Kevin Durant was going to revitalize New York. Now the option seemed to be an unhealthy Kevin Durant is your best option because he might go to Brooklyn. But I'd like to check in again with Power Lunch here, and I want you to isolate this dude's laugh. Tell me this isn't the laugh of every Knicks fan suffering through the last <laughs> two decades. Listen to this dude laughing at the news that the Knicks aren't getting anybody. You're crushing the Knicks fans uh, right here with this kind of... Nobody's, nobody's going to the Knicks, sorry. <laughs> Nobody? Nobody's going to uh, That's not a laugh, man. He's crying. <laughs> it is. It is. Tears of a clown. Do you take Jalen Brunson's decision not to trash talk quarterbacks this year as a sign of maturity? Okay, he did this in GQ last year where he, by name, took out a bunch of different quarterbacks and he appears to have learned his lesson. I didn't want him to learn his lesson. I don't want him to be more mature, but here he is on the Schefter podcast being more mature. Just give me a quick breakdown on some of the quarterbacks you're facing this year. Uh, <laughs> man, he, he want to do this again, huh? Uh, you know, I'm not going to do this again, but we do play some good quarterbacks this year, of course, but probably the quarterback I'm most excited about is Nick Foles. Don't have to play against him, of course. He's a great teammate. Uh, in the few interactions we've had, it's been great. Uh, great man, great player as well. Has nothing to prove to anybody. He's a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, so I hope he comes out here, plays free, uh, knows he has the support of everybody. That's maturity right there. I'm growing, man. It's year four for me, man. I'm, it's, it's a different me. A lot of people, uh, you know, they think they know me. They don't really know me. But, hey, that's okay. We'll get it right. You can hear the joy drain out of his voice, <laughs> Dan. So sad. It's like he's been lobotomized. Everybody is good. I'm glad about Nick Foles because he's my teammate. We don't want that Jalen Ramsey, man. His first, second of all, it has nothing to do with maturity. You know why? Go talk to Larry Bird. Go talk to Gary Payton, two of the biggest trash talkers of all time. You think now in their old age they're all, I remember when I was a young pup and I used to talk trash. No, they still talk trash every single day because that is the trash talker's way. And I'll tell you what, Dan. I bet you, before the season's out, the old Jalen Ramsey's going to come back, and we're going to cheer him for it. I've often wondered why guys in this sanitized climate don't go for the lane of, I'm going to be the polarizing guy, I'm going to be different. Look, I just made my name in Jacksonville as a defensive back because I was willing to say things others weren't willing to say. I, there's a lane here, but you just saw why it is that no one chooses to stay on it. Because the culture will grab you and they will eradicate it. They will sanitize it, they will get it away from Tom Coughlin. 
I know why he's in talking trash. Why's that? They went 5 and 11 last year. See, you know, when you go 5 and 11, you got to keep your mouth yeah. shut. <laughs> That's why. That is why. My father's not wrong about that. You hear a lot of people at 5 and 11 right now talking a lot of trash. Is it the problem that the Mets GM is making in-game move for the team? There are many things to mock about the New York Mets, that they don't have money, that they're paying what little of it they do have to Bobby Bonilla for the next 20 years, that their manager wants to fight people and then has to be forced to apologize. But I don't think that this is one of the things. I know an agent is running the team, and it doesn't look like anyone competent is running the team. But if the manager is someone who is literally middle management and the boss, the general manager, wants to consult with him on things like this... I don't have a problem with it, even though the tradition of baseball does. They're supposed to be allies, if nothing else. But in the case of the Mets, this is your boss telling you what you have to do, and you don't have the pedigree as a manager to object to it very much. Yes, Dan, but he doesn't have the experience as a general manager to be able to do this sort of thing. He is coming from an outside world as an agent. And by the way, when you do this from the front office, talking down to the coaching uh, staff, to the managing staff, whatever you want to call it, It is coming across as micromanaging because that's why you hired that guy to do his job. You can send suggestions here and there, but you can't be on top of this guy for in-game adjustments on a regular basis. This is, this is too much. And by the way, that's the number one surefire way to create friction between your front office and your manager. Oh, that's a hell of a job. You're a manager. You don't have to make any decisions. You make a lot of money. That's right. You sit yeah. on your bench. You drink that's coffee. Right. You smoke you a big drink cigar. Coffee, smoke that's a big drink cigar. job. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, that's a drink job. Why not? I mean, GM, why not? That that's, that's right, man. Right. I love a job like that. We all yeah. Right? Coming up next on my son's TV show. Oh, wow. So that's what Joey Crawford's doing now. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty good, though. I'm not going to criticize this guy. Look at this. Relatively successful. Time to play the game that can never have just one bowl of cereal. Do you question? You give us topics and events, and we question them. I was going to start to do a voice, and then I changed my mind. He started to do Obama, and then he bailed on it. Do you question if this ref is showing off? We go out to AAU basketball. James Johnson of the Miami Heat says that he could spin around and kick a lodged ball, a ball that's lodged in the rim. He could kick it out of there. Let's see what we have here. We don't have anything that good for you, but we got a ref. Oh, wow. So that's what Joey Crawford's doing now. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty good, though. I'm not going to criticize this guy. Look at this. Look at... Look at that. Nice. Well, come on. You know what? I thought he was going to actually jump and kick it like you said with James Johnson. This, I'm not impressed. You're I'm not impressed I'm not by impressed. this? No. I didn't know that Dana White was that kind of limber. <laughs> Man, if you were to try that, you'd pull the whole basket down. Well, the whole actually, thing, no, the whole gym. Like, the whole gym. The basket would come and then the gym would fall with it. Probably a chunk of a continent as well. But he'd get the ball. Do you question if this kid broke the unwritten rules of T-ball? If you were wondering whether or not this was a slow time around here Uh. in the summer, we segue (laughs) from an AAU referee to T-ball. What do we have here? Go. Bat flip. Bat flip. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes! Why not? That's right. Why not? A dribbler to the shortstop. Enjoy while you can, kid. That's right. Enjoy that. I like how you doing at the cameraman. What are you, Sean Penn? Why you got to tell me at the cameraman? He searched for him. Look, he's looking around like, where am I going to flip this bat? You, cameraman, you're my guy. Maddie, some bongar that wants to fly in and throw, and throw a ball at that kid's head, you know what I mean? He does. He's, that's kinda, right. that's he, right. he's, not, he's not respecting baseball anymore. <laughs> uh, the problem with that, of course, is that it's on a tee, so they're not uh, pitching. But Madison Bumgarner, if he came in and just knocked over that tee, would you be that surprised by it? Do you question if this attempt was relatively successful? Okay, he nailed the word attempt there. What we are attempting to do is leap over a moving Lamborghini. Was this attempt successful? He's ready. Three, two, one. Relatively oh successful. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, oh! oh! Ouch! <laughs> oh, the bonus card uh. <laughs> lost both shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. You got hit with such force. This is going to hurt. Ah! Oh, can we run that back? I want to see that again. <laughs> Please just keep running that. It's I amazing. I want to watch that again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Ouch. Hold on a second. Can I just salute the camera people on this? I want to see the comedic perfection of the first one. When the shoe drops at the foot of the failure right at the very end. The shoe dropping is such a wonderful comedic surprise. Oh, my God. It takes so long. It takes so long to land. Well, I've seen a jump go worse. When? When? There's another angle that I saw the other day on the internet for the first time ever where you see the platform move. I swear to God, I don't care how good your vertical leap is. If it's moving under you, you cannot jump. Do you question if this guy is uncomfortable using a sledgehammer? Or is he too comfortable using a sledgehammer? I love this question. <laughs> is he too comfortable or not comfortable enough? Let's see what we have here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh and there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad development there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the best part is like... <laughs> <laughs> look at, look at that look right there. The best part is right there. So was he too comfortable or not comfortable enough? Respect the question. The look conveys a person who is at that split second wanted to tell a lie about how it wasn't him. And then realized there's no lie I could say that will absolve me of this. <laughs> He's looking at the camera as if the camera caught him. Let's look again as if this camera saw something he doesn't ever want anyone to see. <laughs> he turns to the camera. You're not going to tell anybody about this, are you? Oh, I know someone who is definitely too comfortable without the sledgehammer. You have someone? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. How do you practice this? Very carefully. Very carefully. Questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that lays awake at night afraid of the robot revolution. See, 
Oh, no. The what revolution? Robot. Robot. The robot revolution. Me, it's Octopi. Tell us what to watch on television tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Robot. Robot. Tonight on the Yes Network, Blue Jays and Yankees. I mean, are you familiar with my father's nickname for Giancarlo Stanton? Are you familiar no. with it? What is it, puppy? Tell him. The Whiffer. The Whiffer is what he That's calls right. Giancarlo Stanton, and he the agrees whiffer. with himself. Let's check in with Giancarlo Stanton, who evidently swings backwards sometimes when he hits 445 foot <laughs> home Deep runs. Center. <laughs> it must be really nice to be able to hit a baseball that kind of far. Uh, they are going to have an overwhelming lineup uh, now that they've activated 500 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, are you intrigued? Uh, no, even though they're playing my favorite team, the team of sons of people that I've heard of. What about you, Gonzo? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued, but what is the big deal? You know, they threw a, a big fat meatball down the middle of the place, and that plate, and he hit it. You know, what's the big deal about that? Well, you, 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 you like meatballs, big fat ones, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, same type of meatball. The one that you love is the one that the guy hit. Tonight on ESPN, Game 2 of the College World Series, Michigan and Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, Vanderbilt is down 0-1, best of three, but they're throwing their A's tonight. Kumar Rocker saved their season against One, Duke with a 19 first strikeout. First no hitter. That right there, uh, number 80, that is a freshman. Wow. That person should not be throwing to amateur hitters. That person should be throwing to professional hitters. What are you going to do? You're do a whole lot of nothing. He's going to save your season. Against Duke, <laughs> zero, 19 strikeouts. I mean, are you intrigued? Uh, I'm not intrigued, although I'm wondering what John Rocker must feel like, that there's a guy who's pitching now whose name is Kumar. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Are you kidding me? Zero hit and 19 strikeouts. That reminds me of the Wiffer. That's the oh. stat line. I thought Zero hit and 19 strikeouts. I thought he was going to say my childhood. I thought that's what he was going to oh. go with there. Yeah. That too, that yeah. too. <laughs> Tonight on HBO, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Don Nelson uh, is an active pot smoker, and he is enjoying retirement, so i got to imagine there's going to be some good stuff here. What do we call this, the poker room, the man cave, what? Call it whatever you want to call it. My goodness. Pretty cool, huh? Very cool. Well, this guy up here, he died in my poker room. He didn't really die here. He did. Uh, he died right there, right in front of us. And the guy said, what should we do to L.A.? I said, he would want you guys to play. So you played around a dead guy? We did. Retirement no. is good. Yeah, retirement is good. You got the farm. I have a farm up there, yeah. How 22 big a farm? Acres, 22 acres. We grow koa trees, flowers. We grow pot. You smoke every day? Oh, yeah. Do your plants require a lot of attention up there on the farm? Yeah. you got to treat it like a baby. Really? you got to water them. you got to have music for them. you gotta, <laughs> you got to bless them I, when you go in. It's a whole process, I'm telling you. <laughs>
Uh, enjoyed his coaching career. Enjoy his retirement. I mean, are you intrigued? I saw him at the Hall of Fame last September, and I did not know it was him. Someone said, hey, you see uh, Coach Nelson? I'm like, where? Next to that cool guy over there? I know. Coach Nelson, I want you to put up a picture of him in one of those stage starch jackets with that giant gin belly. Put one of those pictures up so people can see what Don Nelson looked like. Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. But listen, one day when I die while doing this TV show. I want you guys to keep keep going without me. That's the way to do it. You just keep going, you know? Instead of having three guys in here, the guy in the middle is missing. Just, you know, just keep going. All right. Just keep going with the corpse of my father while you analyze a basketball referee climbing to get a ball down. Weekend at Gonzalo's. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Took a dark turn there at the end, didn't it? It really did. <laughs> Bad turn. This is what it would look like. This is what it would look like. <laughs> <laughs>